watch out. Yeah, talking about way out there. Beheim! Wow, does that silence it a little bit? Schrader takes. It's a two-man rush. Schrader steps Don't up. Fit. Pop pass up the middle. Tucker's got, got it. Room to run. 15-10. Hit and in. Gregory's touchdown. The Bills make me want to Allen looks to his left. Fires left side. It go to the end zone. Stephon Diggs makes the catch. Touchdown, Buffalo. Swing in the miss. It is over. The Boston Red Sox. Baseball's best all season long. They have won it all. This is On the Block. Yeah, I was driving home yesterday, so I heard some of your show. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brent. Thank you. Thanks, Brent. Two, one. Here's X-Men. ESPN Radio 97.7 Heard wherever you are, whatever you are doing on the ESPN app. Seen, heard, and everything in between on the mighty QSportsTalk.com. Oh, baby, do we got a little bit to talk about today. Syracuse loses to Wake Forest, ending their 2022-23 season in Greensboro at the ACC tournament. A three-pointer with less than a second to go not only ended Syracuse's season, it potentially ended Jim Beheim's tenure, a 47-year Hall of Fame career, the only coach that generations of Syracuse basketball fans have ever known, that may have been it. A bizarre press conference afterwards in which Jim Beheim sounded like a man who was done coaching but wouldn't say he was done coaching. He said he gave a retirement speech Saturday at the great celebration of the 2003 national championship team, kind of inferred in the press conference that uh, we should have picked up on some clues there. He was reflective. He waxed poetic. In this press conference, when asked by my friend and colleague and a Hall of Famer in her own right, Donna DeTota, simply if Jim knew if he would be back or not next year. And Jim, in true Jim Beheim defiant style, Jim Beheim, say all you want about the Hall of Famer, is no quitter, would not commit to retiring. He would not say whether he knew or not he'd be back next year. He put it all on the university. So we've got a bit to talk about today, friends. And you are welcome to join me at 437-7644. You are welcome to join us in the chat at QSportsTalk.com. You are welcome to join on Twitter at Brent Axe Media and give your comments uh, throughout here. It is certainly not a new topic of discussion. 
the manner of Jim Beheim's retirement has been a topic of discussion, depending on how far back you go here. There are some that have been calling for it outright for, put a number on it, 10 years, five years, two years, last year, last week, maybe last hour. Whatever your point was, if in fact you reached it, and maybe you still have not, maybe you still think we live in a world where Jim Beheim is coaching this team next year. It certainly doesn't feel like that after what we just watched. Let's go back here, okay? This is all happening in essence in real time here. Most of you may have seen some clips, heard some clips, heard a little bit about it to this point. But let's go back here. Syracuse loses to Wake Forest. A heartbreaking three-pointer. A back-and-forth game at one point. Syracuse leads at halftime. Wake Forest goes on a 17-1 run to go up 54-42. Syracuse battles back in this game. Benny Williams has that once-in-five-games Benny Williams moment. Double-double. Chris Bell hits some three-pointers, looks active, takes some pressure off of the big three for Syracuse. Judah Mintz, who looked very upset at the end of the game. Judah's a competitor, and Judah it was heartbroken by maybe not only what we saw in Greensboro today delivered to him by Wake Forest, but maybe had more on his mind there, knowing the season is over. Folks, the season is over. This is not a team, obviously, that will be going to the NCAA tournament. It's also not a team that will be going to the NIT. So there is no postseason ahead. We know the season is over. And now the Jim Beheim era may be over, though he would not commit to that. But that second half goes back and forth. Syracuse gets back in it. They trade the lead a couple of times Late in the game, Joe Girard rims a three-pointer, a rushed three-pointer. Wake Forest gets the rebound. They go down the other way, and Williamson crushes Syracuse's dream right there. Not that it was a vivid dream, not that it was a dream that could come true for the Orange to make a run through the ACC tournament, but they officially popped any opportunity for the Orange to make its way into the NCAA tournament with that three-pointer. Game over. Immediately, everybody's thoughts go to, was that it? Did I just watch Jim Beheim's last game as head coach at Syracuse? It was something we thought about Saturday against the same team in the last home game. Would this be the last time I would see Jim Beheim coaching in the Dome? And what an amazing day it was. Jerry McNamara, Hakeem Warwick, the 2003 celebration. Jim being Jim, had to go to the press conference, not take the win, as we talked about earlier this week, take some shots at you, the the great listeners of this show and this radio station and sports radio callers and the most passionate Syracuse fans out there. But that's Jim for you. You know, the best show in town has always been the Jim Beheim press conference. So it comes up. After this game, he had to know it was coming. He certainly did based in a way on how he answered these questions. But let's revisit what was said. This is Jim Beheim 
just about an hour and a half ago after Syracuse's loss to Wake Forest. I, I think you missed it. <clears throat> well, I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday, and I gave it in the press conference afterwards, and nobody except William, William Payne figured it out. A William Payne reference. He gave the speech. He won't say the words. He can't bring himself to say the words. He's making other people say the words, be it the media, the fans, and now directly making the university say the words. The university hasn't offered me anything, whether to work or, or do anything at the university. That's their choice. One more from Jim Beheim here. And you know, it's the university, as I said from day one when I started working here, the university hired me, and it's their choice what they want to do. Um, I always have the choice of retirement, but it's their decision uh, as to whether I coach or not. It always has been. I want to play that one more time. And you know, it's the university, as I said from day one when I started working here, the university hired me. And it's their choice, what they want to do. Um, I always have the choice of retirement, but it's their decision uh, as to whether I coach or not. Always has been. I've had the choice for retirement. But it's the university's decision about whether I coach. Folks, he won't say it. He wouldn't say it there, and he'll never say it that he's going to retire. Jim Beheim will not quit. Jim Beheim will not step aside as the head coach at Syracuse University. He is going to pin it squarely on, and here's the question, who? We think it's Kent Severud. We think it's John Wildack. Perhaps the board of trustees has a say. Maybe Adam Weitzman has a say. But Jim has always ruled Syracuse basketball in essence, as an emperor. Jim Beheim has always carried a lot more weight at that university than anybody, right? As much as he has deferred in the past, even after the Pete Thamel piece came out earlier this year, and, and just in that statement we just played, that it's on the university, it's the university's decision, you know, it always felt like, yeah, that's not the case. And if Jim just told you an hour and a half ago, it is on my decision whether I retire or not, but it's the university's decision whether I work here or not. I think we have our answer here. So if Jim kicked it up to Severud and Wildhack again, hearing how Jim sounded at that presser, hearing how Jim sounded on Saturday, looking at the results of this basketball program, not only this year, but the past few years, however far back you want to go here, and we can go through all the numbers here. We can go through the double-digit losses in ACC play. This is a team that will now miss the NCAA tournament. All that matters is the tournament, right? Five of the last nine years now. And to be fair, one of those was a year the tournament didn't even happen. Had it happened in 2020, Syracuse would not have made that tournament. All the snafus at the press conferences, we can go through the list here. If Jim Beheim will not make the decision and Jim Beheim will not retire, then the university needs to do it for him. And they need to do it now. And they need to come to the conclusion 
that they are going to have a new basketball coach for the 2023-24 season. If this is what we are going to continually get in these situations, not that I expected Jim Beheim to stroll into a press conference in Greensboro, North Carolina, after an ACC tournament loss to Wake Forest, and Jim Beheim being the titan of the Big East that he was, that still feels weird to say that Jim Beheim is walking into a press conference at the ACC tournament. But see, there were several off ramps here where that decision could have been made, it could have been his, and this could have been, and I still think it will be a celebration. I still think this is something that needs to be made with respect and talked about with respect and reflected on with respect. But if we are in this moment and he will not do it, then Kent Severud and John Wildhack need to do it for him. They need to do it definitively. They need to do it clear, and they need to make it known as respectfully as they can because there is no bigger situation that they can handle than this. We have talked about it forever to the point where no one would ever believe the day would come. March 8th, 2023 is that day. You just watched Jim Beheim coach his last game. here. Not only do I think that to be the case, I think it should be the case. If there's some openness to perhaps, now I'm going to kick it up to you, Kent Severud, John Wildhack, and let you ponder this. Based on what we saw, not only at that press conference, but everything we've talked about leading up to this point, I don't know how you come to the conclusion like, yeah, we're going to run it back. Jim Beheim has stated for years that he does not want the Mike Krzyzewski retirement tour, which is his right. It is his choice. And by the way, I will thank Jim for that. I think Jim has been given his just due over the 47 years he's been coach. And since he walked on campus in 1962 as a freshman from Lyons, New York, the court's named after Jim. He's in the Hall of Fame. He is a titan. He is a name that generations of people will look back on as the primary architect of Syracuse basketball being the national brand that it is. There are literal generations of fans that will only know Jim Beheim as their head coach. The day was going to come that was going to change. And everything points to and feels like today's the day that we now know what that future is. But he won't do it. He showed you that again. He cannot bring himself to say, I'm done. Maybe he will now. Maybe that, you know, Jim, after games, the competitive juices are still flowing. Maybe he reflects a little bit. And tomorrow he has a different tone. It would not be the first time. It would not be the first time that Jim is a contrarian. Jim has a different opinion. Jim has a different take on it. And he has every right to do that, of course. You know, I thought about it a bit. I am going to retire. Let's do this right. But several times in that presser, and I played you a couple clips, we'll play more as the afternoon goes along here. He just kept saying, you know, it's always my choice if I want to retire, but it's the university's decision, ultimately, whether I work here or not, right? So that's not a man who's retiring. 
everything else about it sounded like and felt like a retirement, felt like he was stepping aside, but he just couldn't bring himself to say it. And if he wants that to be done on his own terms at a separate event here where he's more comfortable, then I think there was ways you could have said that. You know what, Donna? I don't know. I just lost a game. I'm really upset for these kids. We thought we had an opportunity to make a run through this thing. We'll talk about that at another time, right? It didn't sound like that, right? He knew the elephant in the room. He knew the discussion. He knew what was behind this. For him to be reflective in the way that he was, not only in that presser, but Saturday, like he may know it's there. He just won't push the button. He's putting it on Syracuse University to do that. So if that's the case, then they need to make a decision. And the decision they need to make is, we're going to move on. The decision they need to make is, it's time. The decision they need to make is, let us figure out, and they've had a lot of time to think about this, the best way to honor Jim Beheim, take a step forward, and figure out who our next head coach is going to be. If that's the plan, then enact the plan. That plan that Jim Beheim called this radio show just about a year ago to let us know was in existence. Okay, then push the button and make the plan happen. If that's Jerry McNamara, if that's Adrian Autry, if that's a name that is currently not on the coaching staff at Syracuse University. If that's the position that Jim is going to put them in, then that is the decision they need to make. Just in these couple of hours after this has happened, to this point, we will certainly let you know if anything comes from Syracuse University, and it is being handled by the university. This is not something that athletics, to this point, and we're only a couple hours after the presser, this is evolving in real time, has commented on or handled. He kicked it up higher than that. He kicked it up to the very top. To this point, they have not put out a statement. They have not addressed this. They have not answered what you can imagine would be several immediate inquiries into this. They need to. They need to say something. You had to be ready for this. When the last game came, when the loss happened, it was today, tomorrow, Friday, if they won Saturday, well, you got a whole different thing going on because they would have made a miracle run to the NCAA tournament, and boy, he pulled it off again, and we can kick that can down the road one more time, a can that has so many dents in it you barely recognize it. I mean, think of all the off-ramps that could have happened in recent years. Final Four run, 2016. Before that, the plan that was put in place, there literally was a plan. Mike Hopkins is going to take over for you in 2018. Well, Mike Hopkins left and took the job at Washington before that in 2017. The year after those sanctions come in and the Hopkins plan was revealed, Syracuse goes to the Final Four. People screaming about that team didn't belong in that tournament, and they make it all the way to the Final Four. There was an off-ramp. They didn't take it. In 2018, they make another, where did that come from, NCAA tournament bid. They go to the Sweet 16. There was another off-ramp right there. Didn't take it. 2021, 
Sweet 16 run. Great, great Sweet 16 run. The zone defense still working, befuddling San Diego State. Great game against West Virginia. Go to the Sweet 16. Houston, a great team, takes care of business. Got to coach one son in that case in Buddy Beheim. Jimmy had not arrived yet. There's another off-ramp. The next year, you coach both of your sons. And that came to a weird conclusion because Buddy punched a player so uncharacteristic of Buddy Beheim in that ACC tournament game against Florida State. He doesn't play against Duke. Jimmy plays against Duke, has an incredible game. 28 points. Syracuse loses, but for a team that finished with a losing record, man, you felt like, hey, they did something here. You knew six freshmen were coming in. The talk last year that this could be it never entered my mind. I never took it seriously, nor did I think a lot of people, just because of what was in place, what the infrastructure was ahead of time. It doesn't feel like that now. It does feel like this has come to a natural conclusion, though he won't do it. He has had every chance to do it. He won't do it. He can't do it. It's not in him. And that's, there's a lot of emotions that come with that. To watch a man up there today sound like he's done coaching, reflect on the fact that he could be done coaching, looking at his career, but could not bring himself to say the words and just defer to the university on this when he has been everything that Syracuse basketball is about. His job could have been handled by him in that moment, as he said himself, but he chose to say, well, maybe we can come to an agreement here and go forward. Because, folks, Jim Beheim is always going to think he's the answer to the question. He always thinks the next team will be better. He always thinks that next year you go out, we make the tournament. Chris Joseph said that earlier, somebody who played for him, and I have to respect the opinion of those that played for him and know him better than I do. But, look, the reality is you can take that chance and you can think next year's the team that finishes in the tournament. But I just told you about four other opportunities that drip off the pen that wrote a fairy tale. You had those chances. I'm somebody that you know doesn't like to live in fear, doesn't like to live in fear that so many people have said, oh, well, be careful what you wish for. And my response to that would be, yeah, what you can wish for is for someone to come in and build off that legacy. The fact that people are afraid to look on that sideline and see someone other than Jim Beheim coaching this team, I think is the issue. I understand it because it is one of the most unique stories you'll ever see in your life. And it's just not something we're going to see again. The Shashevskys, the Bayheims, even the Mike Brays of the world, Roy Williams, Jay Wright, like going forward, you're just never going to see this again. And we all appreciate that. I appreciate that. But in the here and now, with the decision of decisions to be made, if he won't do it, then you need to do it, Syracuse. You need to do it now, and you need to come to the conclusion that we're going to move on. And then you figure out the best way to do that, to do it respectfully, to do it in a way where everybody can celebrate. Jim Beheim, his legacy, what Syracuse basketball is, get his insight on the future, what his role will be going forward. I, there's a lot of questions that don't answer themselves here. 
right? But man, we have come to the time where you've got to make the decision. If he won't do it, you got to do it for him. That's exactly what he just told you in that press conference, by the way. In his own unique way, Jim Beheim in that press conference, told us all, I can't do it. I don't quit. Retiring is quitting. I am not going to be the one that says, I'm no longer the coach of this team. Okay, that's fair. If you can't do it, understandably can't do it, based on everything you've done to this point, then someone's got to make a big boy decision and do it for them. And that's hard. That's the hardest thing you can do. It's the biggest decision you can make. It's the ripple effect of it speaks for itself. I don't think I have to really describe to you the weight of whoever makes that call, making that call. But we're here. It is time. And if Jim won't do it, you need to do it for him. A lot to talk about today. Your opinions, certainly part of this as we go through the afternoon at 437-7644. And again, it's not like we haven't had this conversation before. But now it's real. Now there could be some finality to this. Now it could actually happen. Things have been said that make it feel like we're here as opposed to we need to get there. We have finally arrived. We have been on this road for so long with no end in sight. Well, we might actually have reached the off ramp. That's what's happening before our very eyes in real time right now. Or you know what? I could be dead wrong. And Syracuse could decide, nope, we're going to run it back. Right? Who knows? Who knows? It's a big, big decision up there. They might be afraid to make a change, even though it feels like that natural conclusion has come. 437-7644 is the phone number. Brent Axe Media on Twitter. The chat, humming at QSportsTalk.com. As well, we will start going to your phone calls here shortly. Uh, before we do, though, let's see how things went on the markets today. Uh, Mike, I would imagine uh, Jim Beheim's decision might actually sway the market one way or the other had he retired before the markets closed, right? Well, it's funny you say that, Brent, because volume was actually very quiet today. We had a mixed day. The S&P had a small gain. The NASDAQ also had a small gain, and the Dow was down a little. It was kind of a mixed, quiet day. And we were joking today that once basketball March Madness starts, the market volume usually dries up, and we saw that today. I don't think anyone in Central New York was trading stocks around uh, 2 o'clock when that game came to an end. But we did have an interesting diamond, World Wrestling Association, or World Wrestling Entertainment popped at the end of the day on talks that they're in a couple in talks with a couple states about legalizing betting on worldwide wrestling. I can't imagine what could go wrong in there, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> but in the crazy world we live in, we've had so many changes in the last five years, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if they get that legalized in the next year or so. And on the dog front, Brown Foreman had poor earnings down 4% on earnings. Their notable brands are Jack Daniels, Woodford, among others. And I think some of those Syracuse fans will be helping sales with that company tonight, so maybe they'll get a boost. And that's all for tonight, Brent. Thank you, Mike. Good stuff as always. Our friends at Lee Baldwin and Company, you know where to find them. Uh, stop in in Cas. Say hello to Mike, to Bill, to Lee, the great voices you hear do this very segment, and at LeeBaldwin.com for more. As the great Huey Lewis in the news once saying, if this is it, please let me know. This could be it. That 
could have been Jim Beheim's last game as the head coach of the Syracuse University Basketball Orange after 47 years. We'll talk about it next. We'll talk about it throughout the afternoon, and you should join us to do it at 437-7644. Stay right there. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Reacting in our own way to this stunning news here, and now we have the first former player reaction that we want to bring to our audience here, and it's a name you're very familiar with, of course, the host of the Devo Show on QSportsTalk.com, and a former Syracuse star, Eric Devendorf, is joining us here on the block, ESPN Radio, QSportsTalk.com. Devo, the day has arrived. Can you believe it? Brent, what's going on? I, you know what? I, I'm actually in shock. I, honestly, I thought it was going to be uh, one more year, uh, especially kind of how the, the press, press conference went after the game. It was kind of a lot of, I don't know, he was just throwing out some clues, I guess. But And then, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes later, I feel like we hear that he's retiring. So it was, it was definitely a shock to me. Like I said, I thought there was one more year left, um, but... I mean, you know, I'm happy for Red, to be honest. You know, I think, you know, he's he's been uh, ready to get that opportunity and ready to get in that head seat, and I think he's, he's more than capable. So it's a sad time, and it's also an exciting time um, because, you know, Red's been a part of this, you know, family for 30-plus years, and, you know, you want to support the family and you want to see these guys do well. Eric, you've been asked this many times, but it has to be asked again in this moment and this day. Can you encapsulate for us what Jim Beheim means to you? Well, for me, it's more than basketball. I mean, I've I've got to know him on a on a personal level. Um, not only him, but his his family. You know, his wife. Um, you know, Julie. You know, Jimmy and, and Buddy, and then and then Sissy. Uh, so besides basketball, I mean, just me going over to their house. I mean, that you know, I go over there. They'll leave the door open for me. I'll, I'll go shoot down in the basement. You know, um, you know, workout Buddy and Jimmy. So. It's more than basketball. I mean, in coach, like if anyone knows him outside of basketball, he knows like he's he's a good, he's a personal guy. He he has great stories. So, I mean, he meant a lot. I mean, he he really he helped me out. He helped me navigate outside of basketball. Um, you know, when I was on coaching staff, and helped me you know connect me with Detroit Mercy um, for coaching over there, and you know just just little conversations that he's just helped me with that has you know helped me go forward in my life. So. Like I said, it's a sad day um, because, you know, it's a guy who's been doing it for 47 years, and uh, we felt like it was going to be forever, um, but but we knew it was going to end, and, and I'm happy, on the other hand, for Red, who, like I said, is more than capable, and, and I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. You mentioned it. Uh, Red has been there. Uh, he's been waiting. He is uh, somebody who's been a part of this staff, been a part of the recruiting, has built this thing up. How do you feel about that, Eric? Not only Red himself, but that the choice was to keep it in the family and to go from Syracuse to Syracuse at the most prominent sport at Syracuse University. Well, selfishly speaking, I, I was hoping that's what it was going to be. You know, either him or GMAC, and I wanted to stay in the family just, you know, because I feel like if you go outside of the family, yeah, you could have success. But at the same time, again, me selfishly speaking, I just feel like everything would be different. You know, I've, you know, I'm, we're kind of used to going up there, you know, and, and mingling with the coaches, just, you know, kind of, you know, talking crap or whatever it is. And I feel like that would have changed if we brought, a, you know, a guy from the outside. So I am I am very happy that we kept it in the family. Uh, and like I said, I think Red's more than capable. I think he's a guy who can really relate to the guys. I think he's a guy who, 
Uh, you know, we're talking about, you know, are these freshmen going to stay or transfer? I think they stay because because of Red and because of Griff and because uh, guys like GMAC. Like, those guys relate to them. They, they know how to, uh, you know, get everything out of them. And, um, you know, I'm just excited going forward. I, I think Red is going to bring a lot to the table. He's going to recruit well. Um, and he's a, uh, he's a great basketball teacher. Eric, I know you'll have plenty to say about this. Uh, you're going to be doing some interviews in your own show and uh, wherever the case may be, and uh, more to come on this for sure as we're just, of course, learning this and taking it in. But uh, we appreciate your perspective here today, my friend. We'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me, Brent. Thank you, Eric. We appreciate it. That's Eric Devendorf, folks, uh, reacting to the news. We all knew it was coming someday, and the day is here. Jim Beheim is retired after 47 years in a Hall of Fame career as the head men ba- men's basketball coach at Syracuse University. And Adrian Autry will take over. More of your reaction uh, to come. Oh, we have uh, – let me uh, let me do this before we take a break. Let me do this before we take a break because I see we have somebody right at the beginning of the Jim Beheim era. Half of the Louie and Bowie show. The first recruits to come in under Jim Beheim. The stories we have heard for so long. And now uh, let us get this perspective from the man himself. Roosevelt Bowie joins us here, ladies and gentlemen. Roosevelt, can you believe it? We're here. Jim Beheim is retired. What are you thinking? <laughs> you know what? Uh, it, uh, first of all, we have got, I, I'm on a uh, group chat with, uh, with about 25 other players and, uh, we kind of had a little bit of an insight knowing that it was about to happen. So That must have been interesting um, to see that, that coming in and seeing that in real time. And, and uh, for, for what you can share, Bowie, I'm sure some of that will be kept private, but what, what are they saying? What other players, how are they reacting to all this right now? Well, you know, it, uh, like, you know, you know, Coach Bantam, you know, he's, he's been there. He's done a phenomenal job. He doesn't have anything to prove to anyone. And at a certain point, you got to ask yourself: Is uh, you know the the uh, I I was listening also close to his to his interviews this past uh, probably this past uh, past two weeks maybe past past two weeks just listening to the listening to his interviews. I'm like, okay, I think he's uh, I think his cup is full, you know, because I've 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 listened to him and I watched him. I followed the team in in 2000. And, uh, you know, you can you can tell when uh, he's like, okay, it's time for somebody else. There have been some breadcrumbs for sure. It, it has felt like that, right? Even the press conference today when he kind of said it, he didn't want to officially say it, but we're like, okay, now it feels like this is happening. And here we are just a few hours later after the last game of the season, and uh, we've already turned mm-hmm. the page to next year. And, Rosie, I mean, look, you've talked about this before with me, with so many other people, but can you just – Speak to what Jim Beheim means to you as a person, as a coach, and, and, and everything. Now that we know that he's going to be stepping aside. Well, you know, it was uh, you know, you know, for me as a, as a young man coming looking for a school where I wanted to go, and my my last two choices were, by the way, Jimmy Sadlin and Coach Beheim. <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Sadlin was at St. Bonaventure, and Coach Beheim was the assistant at uh, at Syracuse. So. And I knew that he knew basketball because I, I never visited Syracuse, but I came up here and I played the basketball camp for two years. And Coach, so I saw Coach Beheim and I watched him, I listened to him, and, and I knew immediately that he, that he was very knowledgeable about the sport of basketball, which I wanted to learn. Um, I started playing at age 14. So I'd only been playing uh, four years when I came to Syracuse. And I knew that uh, once I stepped on the court with uh, Lewis and Dale and 
and Marty Burns and those guys are like, these guys really know basketball. And I said, I said, well, the only thing I can do is work as hard as I can. And Coach uh, Beheim did something for me that made it uh, uh, that made it real easy. So I, I, I wanted to try to find uh, a coach that had similar characteristics like my dad. If you coach um, Coach Sadlin and Coach Beheim, they're soft spoken. They would say what they they would, they'd, they'd tell you what they were expected of you. And I could, and I said I could easily, I could easily play for either one of them. But Syracuse was, uh, you know, that's the basketball camp, the first basketball camp I came to when I left when I left Kendall. So um, I'm like, Don, he's not the head coach. And then finally, um, you know, he's he, he he came into a he came into the gym one day after practice. I mean, after we've been out there playing at camp, you, know, you play like 400 games in like in three days, so you you you're almost unconscious. I see him walk through there. With a pair of golf shorts on, a polo, and a pair of fifty-five dollar Chuck Taylor <laughs> leather Converse, and he's walking. Uh, he's wearing them like slippers. He's walking on the back of them. I was like, "Now that's laid back right there." there I go. said, "I could play. I could. I could play for a man like that." And then a few weeks later, I came back. Uh, I was coming into school. My coach is standing right there in the doorway, holding up the uh, newspaper, saying, "He goes, hey, your buddy just became head coach of Syracuse University." I walked straight. We walked straight through the school into the basketball office. We called coach, and the next day he came out, and I signed to go to Syracuse. So it made me look like a genius. It sure but, did. Uh, it sure did, Rosie. <laughs> what What do you remember about Jim's message to you and Lewis, and that those early days about what he wanted to do at Syracuse, and and what your role in it would be? You know, there, there's a, there's a few things that kind of stood out at me. So we the first practice, we come in there, and he talks to us. He said, "Listen, I need everybody here to learn how to." Put your hand up to say my fault. Okay, and we're like we were talking about. So when, so anytime something happens on the, I want you to learn. Like if you take responsibility for what happens out on the floor, which I thought was kind of interesting. But later it made more sense to me because when something happens on the floor, rather than having the the red then turning and saying uh, it's his fault or he didn't do this or he didn't do that. You had you had two and sometimes three guys with their hand up saying it was my fault. So you got two or three guys looking for a solution. And I was like, man, that's that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So we did that. He also said, uh, at no time will any any the quickest way to come out of here is to talk during my timeout or yell at a, or yell at one of your teammates. He says, hey, I I do all the yelling, I do all the talking. So, okay, that's that's pretty easy. Then just before we started playing my freshman year, I was starting to get a little complicated, leaving Kendall, New York, the great metropolis. Home court uh, home court uh, held like 600 people, and people standing outside trying to peek over other people's shoulders. And I'm at Syracuse about to start. I'm feeling kind of complicated, so, you know, so I talked to Coach. He said, listen, you know, I went to Class C school. The, my centers are like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, big soccer players. I'm like, and I was tipping the scale at a, at a great 190 pounds with my jacket and boots on. And uh, so I said to coach, I was like, uh, he's like, you know, what's wrong? I was like, you know, I'm just uh, just thinking about a lot of things. Basketball is not time-consuming, it's mind-consuming. Mm. So at this particular time, he, uh, he says to me, listen, all I, all I need you to do is, is work so hard at practice that when you finish practice, you got to sit here on this bench for five minutes before you can reach your shoes and untie them to take them off. He said, I can teach you how to play basketball, but I can't teach you how to play hard. And I looked at him and I said, 
that's easy. And from that point on, I just played as hard as I could and and learned and, and tried to be a sponge and learned what I what I need to learn. And I learned enough to take with me and continue my career. I left in 1980 and I retired in 1996. And I went to Europe. I played in uh, Italy for 14 years, one year in Spain and one year in Switzerland. So what I learned uh, at Syracuse University with Coach Beheim and Coach Fine carry, was enough to carry me through. And let's not forget uh, Rick Pitino and uh, Brendan Malone was enough to carry me through a total career, and I was completely successful because everything that I learned at Syracuse, I brought with me with each team that I played for. Rosie, uh, I really appreciate your time and your perspective here with this breaking news out there. Uh, I want to ask you one more thing before we let you go. Uh, how do you feel about this being kept in the family? I think we all kind of uh, really speculated that either Adrian Autry or Jerry McNamara would be next in line. Now that we know it's Coach Autry, how do you feel that Syracuse basketball and the head coach has been kept in the Orange family? Uh, listen, I would have been surprised if it was anything else. I expected, I expected no less. Rosie, really, thank really, you. Really, oh, go ahead. really, no, that's it. That, that's it. Um, I, I've done, I've done fantasy camp with with all the guys up there. They spend time around one another. They laugh. They talk. They understand. Brett's uh, been running practices for years now. So, Rosie, thank you for your perspective on this. What a day we've all uh, kind of thought about when it would come, but you know, it just the can kept getting kicked down the road, and Jim was still there, and. 47 years as head coach. I don't think he thought that when you signed up on day one. He'd be here for 47 years, but it happened, and what a legacy and what a time, and you were such a big part of it, and we really appreciate you know, your perspective. The, the, one, the one thing I also wanted to say mm-hmm. is uh, is to thank him, to thank Coach for taking that little ride out to Kendall, New York, and sitting up in a little corner gym and bringing the skinny kid into the Syracuse family. I never followed any sports. Any professional sports, I still don't. The only sports I follow are Syracuse sports and Syracuse players. So now I'm a Syracuse fan, brought in, brought, brought into the fold by Coach Beheim, and I appreciate it. Came full circle and well said there. Thank you so much, Rosie, for your perspective. We greatly appreciate it. That's Roosevelt Bowie, folks, right there at the beginning with Lewis Orr. And their jerseys are now honored in the Dome as they should be. It started with Roosevelt Bowie and Lewis Orr. It ended today with a loss to Wake Forest in the ACC tournament. Jim Beheim is retired. Adrian Autry is the new head coach of Syracuse basketball. Let's uh, take a breath. Let's reset a little bit here. Uh, if you're on hold, we will certainly get to you when we come back because we not only want former player perspective, we want your perspective on uh, the news that just can't get any bigger than this. Jim Beheim is no longer the head coach of Syracuse basketball after 47 years. We'll come back with more after this on ESPN Syracuse and QSportsTalk.com. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Welcome back. A historic day in central New York. Wednesday, March the 8th, 2023. The last time that Jim Beheim coached a basketball game in a 47-year tenure as the head coach of the Syracuse University men's basketball program. Incredible to think about, but uh, we are here. It is official. Jim has retired. Adrian Autry is going to take over as the next head coach at Syracuse. We're going to continue to get some player perspective on this, including I believe Billy Owens is going to join us shortly. But we want your 
perspective on this, including John in Liverpool at 437-7644. John, what do you think? Well, for me, it's sad. I don't know why. It's just kind of a sad day. I guess because, uh, you know, I've, I've seen all 47 years, five Final Fours. I don't know. It's just kind of sad. It's a great coach. You had a great run. Won't see it again. That's about it. John, very emotional. You could hear it in his voice there as uh, the reality is setting in for not only uh, fans of this program, but uh, the former players as well. And another one uh, kind enough to join us here on this uh, historic occasion of Jim Beheim's uh, retirement and Adrian Autry taking over as head coach. One of the greatest players in the history of Syracuse basketball, Billy Owens, now to give us his perspective on this. Billy, can you believe it? We've talked about it for years. We've speculated about it, but uh, it's now reality that Jim Beheim coached his last game at Syracuse. What do you think when you hear something like that? Uh, it's, a tough, it's a tough day. It's a tough day. So many um, emotions out there when it comes to coach finally um, stepping down after a great, great, great run. Um, I love the guy as a basketball coach, and I also love him as a as a human being. So it's a, it's a tough day, Billy. Uh, when you came here in you know the late nineteen eighties, and Jim was really starting to hit his groove here, right? He had been here about ten years, got a Final Four in there, and, and Syracuse had established itself as this Big East power. Pearl Washington, all the names that you knew, and, and the teammates that you played with, uh, and, and so many mm-hmm. names we could rattle off here, but. Man, did you think then he'd be here till 2023? If I told you that in 1991, what would you have said if he'd be here? 47 years. I mean, it's incredible to reflect I know. On. 47 years in one spot. Um, like, I was listening to some of his, his um, post-game um, speech and after this, after this loss, and he said it, it was just a blessing for him to be in one spot for 47 years. I think everybody's dream is to do what Coach had just accomplished. So I didn't think that actually he, he coached he coached my son for a little bit. Right. <laughs> my son was there, so it was amazing. I was grateful for that, and I'm just I'm just glad that I um, chose Syracuse back in 1988, 89, and something that I was cherished and. And, it, and like I, I grew to love everything about Syracuse University because of Coach Beheim. Billy, uh, how has your relationship with Coach evolved over the years from when you were a player to, to now as, as somebody that is a part of that Orange family? Well, as a player, I didn't talk to him as much <laughs> off the court. <laughs> but now, like, since I, when I, after I went to the NBA, it's like we talked every other month or every other week and uh, and I call him out I call him up after every tough game um since then and we talk and you know so I I, I, I learned a lot about coach off the court just talking to him on the phone after a, after a, like a tough loss so I talk to him more now than I did when I was my three years there at um Syracuse <laughs> Billy, what do you think? I, I think everybody pretty much figured it would either be Adrian Autry or Jerry McNamara taking over here. But now that we know it's Adrian Autry, how do you feel that this is a stand in the Orange family? I think it, I think it's great. I'm, I'm glad they didn't go outside of the family. So, you know, I've been fine with any of those two guys taking over. 
Um, I'm, you know, glad it's Asian archery. He put his dues in. He he's um, he can connect to these young kids nowadays, and I think he's going to do an excellent job. Um, he he breeds. He 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 loves the game of basketball. He loves relationships. So I think he's going to do an excellent job there. Billy, thank you for your perspective. We were just talking to Roosevelt Bowie before you came on. He said there's there's a group text with former players that uh, I'm, I'm right. sure is just. Uh, the emotions that must be uh, uh, coming off just the even text messages right now must be incredible yeah. right now, what the family is saying there. So we'll continue to yeah, react to this and see how it goes, and we'll hear from so many former players. But we appreciate your perspective as always, my friend. All right, I appreciate it. Tough day. Tough day, but we'll get through it. There you go. Thank you, Billy. We appreciate that. Billy Owens, folks. Yeah, I think uh, you heard it from John earlier in that phone call before Billy Owens and now that the reality is hit, as much as we've talked about it and speculated and and wondered when the day would come, now that it's here, uh, the emotions are starting to hit people, especially those directly affected by Coach Beheim as, as players and fans that have rooted for him for 47 years and only know Syracuse, Beheim, uh, Syracuse basketball run by Jim Beheim. But the, the end of that era is here, and Adrian Autry will take over as head coach. Uh, just a programming note here. We are going to give you extended coverage here. We are going to stay on the air for another half hour. We have ACC tournament coverage that will follow that. And then uh, tomorrow and the days to come are certainly going to be filled with much more conversation about this. And we'll hear from so many former players and, and perspectives from all walks of college basketball life and Syracuse, New York life that the day has come that Jim Beheim has retired. So uh, just in the immediate uh, upcoming here, just so you know, we're not going off the air right now. We are going to stay on until 630, continue to take your phone calls, see if we can line up a couple more former players and just react to the news that is official. Jim Beheim is retired after 47 years as the head basketball coach at Syracuse University and Adrian Autry will take over. And Dave in Syracuse who wants to comment about that. Dave, appreciate your patience and uh, tell me what you're thinking with all this going down right now. Uh, it's just so real. I was 15. We won the national championship, and I want to congratulate Jim Beheim, wish him well on his retirement. And I just think a bunch of, and I mean, do you guys know when the team schedule will come back? Because I definitely am a fan that would like to go wish Beheim well when the team comes back. I mean, even though the team had a disappointing year, everyone needs to try if they can, try to go out and just see Beheim and wish him well. I mean, because this, I mean, he didn't really make an official conference about it you know he just you know the way he said it you know we all had speculation and now it's official so i just didn't know if maybe you know when they're coming back and if they do any parties they need to invite some former referees that used to cause this grief they need to invite like Bet valentine and higgins <laughs> and all those other referees bring them in baby bring them all and i'm not sure when they get back officially or anything of that nature dave as you brought up but i would imagine that syracuse is going to have a big time celebration for Jim Beheim, a formal press conference and announcement, and some of these voices that you've heard calling in today, the former players, will be present. Those that have been a part of this program as fans and alums and just the man that represents what Syracuse University basketball is more than any in the history of this program, he will be given a proper send-off formally and he will be given a proper send-off in the days and weeks to come. I mean, there are so many stories to be told, so much reflection to be done. And right now, it's processing, right? 
right now, the reality of it, I mean, I have ESPN on here in the studio, Sports Center. There it is on ESPN. Lead story. Jim Beheim out as Syracuse basketball coach. He has retired Adrian Autry to take over. I'm getting requests from uh, national radio shows and people that want to talk about this and want including you, the great uh, listeners of this radio station, but also still saying, wait, no, this is real. This is happening. Like I know we've talked about this so much, but here we are. We are here folks. As we speak at 6 2 PM, March 8th, 2023, Jim Beheim is coach's last game at Syracuse university. Adrian Autry will take over that formal announcement put out by Syracuse university about an hour ago, and uh, just to go back to that, to reiterate that news, uh, we know it's certainly official, but uh, officially from Syracuse University, uh, the statement reading, nearly 60 years ago, Jim Beheim, class of 66, first arrived on the Syracuse University campus as an undergraduate student and walk on with the men's basketball team. Little did he know that six decades later, he'd be one of college basketball's winningest head coaches, a national champion, a Hall of Famer, and one of the most prominent alumni in Syracuse University history. Today, as his 47th season coaching his alma mater comes to an end, so too does his storied career at Syracuse University. Associate head coach Adrian Autry, class of 1994, one of Bayheim's former players and a longtime assistant, has been named the program's next head coach. And there's a number of statements in there, a number of quotes in there from Chancellor Kent Severud, from Athletic Director Wild Hack, from uh, Adrian Autry himself, as well. So that's the, the formal announcement of Jim Beheim's retirement. And now we all t- process the official news here that a titan of coaching in the history of the sport and one of the most prominent figures Syracuse, New York will ever know is no longer coaching at Syracuse. The news is only an hour old, and I have to keep saying that to believe the day has come. And we are here. And the reflections and the thank yous are starting to come in from former players, from you, from everybody, and there'll be much more to come following this. You know, day started, just hoping Syracuse could get a win, extend the season one more day, maybe somehow go as far as they can in this ACC tournament, and it is ending knowing that an era is ending in Syracuse, New York. Let's go down to Marty in Tampa, who wants to uh, reflect on this as Jim Beheim retires and Adrian Autry takes over. Marty, thanks for calling in. What do you think, man? Yep. I mean, real quick, I know you got a lot of people um, on the line. I just want to say I've been as critical as anybody the past six weeks, but um, I think we should put pick a game next year, put the court in the middle of football field, with 65,000 people in there on Jim Beheim Day and do it upright. And then that's all I'll say because um, it's been a great run. Um, I started watching Syracuse basketball in 1979. I was 14 years old, and almost 50 years later, the man was still there. So that that means something in this world it's and that's, a, that's all i got to say it's it's amazing to think about as somebody who's 44 years old and has only known jim Beheim as the head coach of syracuse basketball i mean that speaks to it right there generations of fans all the players 
that have come and gone. Think of Billy Owens was just on with us a short time ago. He plays for Jim Beheim. His son plays for Jim Beheim. Jim Beheim. His sons play for Syracuse. Generations of Orange family that have come and gone either as players, alums, fans, people associated with the program. The one thing that has been there all along through all of the changes from Manly Fieldhouse to the Dome, from the Big East to even before the Big East, right? Jim Beheim took over at Syracuse University. The, the Big East didn't even exist then through Manly Fieldhouse is officially closed, Pearl Washington, Derek Coleman, Billy Owens, right on through the 1990s, the 1996 Final Four team. The Cuse is in the house with Lazara Sims and John Wallace and company and, and through the 2003 National Championship team so appropriately celebrated just this past weekend and all those former players back just walking right back into those times and those memories immediately brought back and the camaraderie and the family and the brotherhood that exists, you could tell right away from a special team, Jim Beheim's ultimate achievement, the peak of Jim Beheim at Syracuse University basketball was that 2003 national championship team. But the surprise runs that came after that, the NIT run in 2007, when everybody was ticked off that Syracuse didn't make the NCAA tournament, showed up in force at the Dome, 25,000 people watching an NIT basketball game. And right on through to, you know, the early 2010s, number one in the country, and everybody just thinking about what if, if Arenze Anawaku had not gotten hurt against Georgetown in the Big East tournament and the 2012 run to the Elite Eight and the horrid officiating that took place in that Ohio State game that we'll never get over. Jim Beheim's battles with officials over the years. Jim Beheim's battles with the media over the years. Jim Beheim shooting from the hip, telling you like it is, whether you liked it or not, right up until today at that press conference, right? But you always just said, that's our coach, right? That's our guy. And even if some of that act grew a little tired in recent years and some people were louder in their opinions that maybe it was time to move on, either for basketball reasons or other reasons, there he was for 47 years. You could set your watch to Jim Beheim coaching Syracuse basketball. Think of all the athletes that have come through, not only through his program, but all the other programs, all the other coaches that have come and gone, all the chancellors that have come and gone, the athletic directors that have come and gone, all the people, thousands of people that have come through Syracuse University, achieved what they achieved at Syracuse University went on to have great success in life and some of the more famous alums that Syracuse has. And there was Jim all along, right here where he wanted to be. As we had heard so many times, the famous story of sitting on the beach with Rick Patino and his wife and everybody's telling the story of where would you want to live? Anywhere in the world. And Jim Beheim said, Syracuse, New York. Because... This is his home. This is where he wants to be for six months out of the year. You can't beat the weather in Syracuse. And the other six, it's basketball season. And how many of us kind of took on that mentality? As we sit here, we think, at the end of winter, March Madness is just around the corner. We're starting to turn the corner out of that. And you just kind of take a deep breath at the end of any Syracuse basketball season and say, whew, we made it. We're here. 
nobody wanted to end today. Nobody wanted to end in the ACC tournament with a last-second three-pointer. And I think that will eat at Jim uh, through his uh, now retirement. That his last game was a loss. Ever the competitor right to the end, right? But he also knows that's the sport, that's the game. One shot can go against you and you can lose a game. And right up to this moment, and, and you start those reflections, which we would start to do on the air, right? But now it's different. Now we're not only reflecting on the end of a season and how it got us through yet another winter in Syracuse, New York. We're reflecting on the end of the Jim Beheim era. Lazara Sims joins us now here on ESPN Syracuse. Z, what are you thinking here? Jim Beheim is retired. Unbelievable. <laughs> the paper sign yet? The ink's dry? <laughs> are we sure? We sure about this? Right? <laughs> you know he's been cryptic over a couple years now. He got he's got Wiley in his older age, so <laughs> you gotta wait for that ink to dry first. <laughs> I think we're official. I've got a press release right in front of me. I think we're I think we're official, but I get what you're saying for sure, my friend. I really do. Yeah, yeah, because basketball is him, man. He's he's a basketball facade, and he breathes it. And I remember when I was coaching on his coach staff, man, we would losses, we would be in under the dome till one, two in the morning. Wins, we would be there till about twelve, and then he would go home and wake up in the morning about six, seven, want us in the office. So this is a different pill to swallow today. It really is, and you know when you reflect on it, Z, especially since you live here and you're part of the Central New York community, and and you see it and feel it every day. But you know, what has Jim Beheim meant to you as as a as a coach, as a person, and, and just uh, all things considered? Everybody looks at my situation in their eyes, um, and me. I was a kid from the South Side of Syracuse. Um, he gave me a chance. Gave me a chance to be on a national forum. He gave me a chance at a college degree. Gave me a chance to grow up and be a young man and, and be successful. And and you know, I mean, I'm grateful. Like, like it's it's hard to fathom that he's not going to be standing in that, sitting in that front seat and at, at the bus when we get on the bus. But um, you know, things change. Time time moves on. It's a different era. Um, it's different, man. Like. I can't even tell you right now just because we've been getting it over the chat. So having spoke to him, and I, honestly, me reaching out to him would be just saying thank you. What? Two words, thank What's you. What's that chat like? What can you tell us about that? What are former players uh, saying? Are they, are they are they like you? Like, wait, ain't dry? We sure about this? Are still taking it in? What's yeah. it like? <laughs> That's the chat. That's why I said I don't know if the ain't dry. Because somebody said, <laughs> oh, he, he was cryptic with it. Oh, well, the, the AD said, oh, we like, man, until Beheim taking stuff out of that office, I, I don't believe it. But, you I know, we you. chat all the time. Like, we, we watch the game. So we once the game, once tip-off going on, we're chatting with each other as the game going on. You see this play, oh, what are they doing? Or, okay, that's nice. They're looking good. Oh, oh, no, they need to do this. So we, once you threw orange, you you, you there. So we root on these guys um, no matter what the odds are. Z, uh, what do you think about, I think we all knew this was probably going to be the case, but now that we know that they're keeping it in the family and Adrian Autry will take over, was that the right move? Yeah, he, he made him associate head. Um, that's, that's, I would think that's the right move. He knows the system. Um, Adrian's been doing it for a while. He has, he's, he didn't just stay in Syracuse and coach on the Bayham, so he has different tutelage that he can, uh, you know, pull back into 
if he needs to reach into his Rolodex and then figure some things out on his own, um, it's going to be different. It's just it's different because, you know, I mean, I played with Red for two years, two and a half years actually, and, you know, he, he he's a basketball guy. He's New York City savvy, so it'll be interesting. What's the message uh, Red will have to give now? Because, you know, you're talking about Syracuse as a family and what it means, but uh, when the ink dries and Jim does move out of his office and you're, you're be- that first step – as the team without Bayheim, what what's that message to that team and any future players that want to be a part of it? Patience, mm. patience. Um, Syracuse is spoiled, man. You got to think about a Hall of Fame coach, USA Olympic winning national championship, twenty plus wins every year minus a few years. So that's a feat. Not too many coaches shoot. Not ten percent of the coaches get twenty wins a year. And to do it with his longevity, um, they're going to have to have patience, man. And Syracuse isn't, is almost like New York City. They're not very patient with their basketball. Z, it's going to be amazing to see what happens going forward. The tributes that are going to be coming in for Coach Beheim. I'm sure there'll be a formal celebration to come, but just fans and, and yourself, alums and people that played for him and anybody that's been associated it's with only right. for 47 years. Yeah. It's going to be amazing to see, but we appreciate you taking some time to tell us what you think yeah. today. We'll catch up down the road, but thank you, my friend. All right, my friend. Yeah, it's only right. They got to give him a yeoman's way out. They need to shut the highway down and <laughs> have, <right>. him, <laughs> have, his, right. have his, him, him his own ticket tape parade for just for him. I, I think we can fill the dome uh, many times over uh, just to do that. Thank you, Z. We appreciate it, my friend. Great stuff. And, and he's right. And I think Jim will get that. You know, once things settle down, and now we know what the future is, that Autry is here and he's going to have to get to work pretty soon. The portal opens on Monday and you have to talk to the current members of this team, Judah Mintz. Does he pursue an NBA career or give it a go next year? Can you get Chris Bell and Benny Williams and all those freshmen to return for another year? What about Joe Girard and Jesse Williams? Will they consider using another year of eligibility that they have to be a part of the first Syracuse basketball team without Jim Beheim? As we found out today, the end of an era has come, and Jim is retired. Here on Wednesday, March the 8th, 2023, if he had that down, as the day, you're a winner. Incredible to think about. What a legacy. What a life. Something that you just are never going to see again. Somebody walk into a university as a player, take over as a coach, and and be there for 47 years. And Jim will still be here well beyond that. As somebody living in central New York and a part of the central New York community and the fabric of the community and what he has done with the Jim and Julie Beheim Foundation, what he's done for cancer research and there's just no bigger figure. There's no bigger. He is larger than life in central New York, yet a part of central New York like almost anyone else. Let's get one more break in here. Or we're going to keep going until 630, and then we'll send it to ACC tournament coverage. But uh, the conversations about this are going to carry on for, for days and maybe even weeks, friends, well into next season, and what Syracuse basketball will be like without Jim Beheim. It is a question we now can officially answer. Because Jim Beheim is retired. We'll come back after this. ESPN 97.7 at 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Westwood One is this your home for twins. On the Block with Brent Axe. 
little Bruce Springsteen appropriate, as, of course, Jim Beheim is a, a big fan. Put on your best dress, baby. As we give you extended coverage here on the block, ESPN Radio and QSportsTalk.com. As, uh, folks, if you're just joining us, uh, yeah, it's real. It has happened. This is not speculation. Jim Beheim has retired as the head basketball coach at Syracuse University, and Adrian Autry will take over, and we have gotten a number of player perspectives on this from the very first recruit, Roosevelt Bully, to somebody who was recently here in Syracuse and now uh, kicking some ass in the G League, ladies and gentlemen, and it's a pleasure to get his perspective here. Cole Swider joins us here. Cole, what do you think about uh, this news that's just developing? Jim Beheim has retired. What's your reaction? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things you never think is actually going to happen, but uh, when, when you see it today, it's, I'm obviously super emotional. Um, just so thankful to Coach Beheim. I was uh, I was just recording a podcast with one of my with one of my teammates, Pat, Patty Casey, old teammates Patty Casey. Sure. We were just talking yeah. about how much it means to to me, the, the uh, obviously the city of Syracuse, the program, the university, and everything that and everything like that. I mean, I was I was in a place a year ago where I didn't know if I was going to play past college, and Coach Beheim gave me a call, talked to me for twenty minutes, and, and basically told me he's going to revive my career, and everything that he said came true. So. Um, just super thankful and blessed to be able to play for Coach Beheim. Um, and it's surprising. I mean, I, he still has a lot of energy, as you guys have seen those sure. press conferences. So, um, one of a kind, legend, and uh, just just super, super thankful and blessed to have been able to play for him. Cole, you have this perspective of having played for Coach Autry as well, and I'm, I'm sure you're happy that he has been named the next head coach uh, to take over. We felt like it would be Red or Jerry, and it is Red. Uh, so what are your immediate thoughts on Coach Red taking over and, and what he can do to extend the legacy of Syracuse basketball. Yeah, I think, I think Coach Red brings in a new perspective as being a head coach, right? He, he's been at other programs, seen how other programs work, and then he's been at Syracuse for this legendary run as well. So he, he has a newfound energy. He has he has the ability to recruit players at a high level, as we've seen as an assistant coach. Um, and he's, he's he's an amazing skill developer. He's an amazing person who's, who's able to talk to the people in, 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 just, in just their way of, of speaking. So I'm um, super excited for Red, super excited for the program of Syracuse, and excited for this new era. Obviously, a super sad day in terms of losing a legend. Um, but at the same time, I think Red's going to do a great job. And, and ultimately, the beginning of this era is going to be a good one as well. Cole, look, it was a tough year for these guys. They lost today in the ACC tournament last year, of course, with the losing record and, and not what you want. But when you reflect on everything that Jim has meant and, and being a part of, of the end of the Jim Beheim era, I mean, what, what does that mean to you just to be a part of it in, in any way, shape, or form here? And you're unique, Cole, because you know you were recruited here and chose to go to Villanova and had a second opportunity to come back. And as you said, it only took you 20 minutes to make that decision, right? Yeah. So you've got a pretty unique perspective on this. Yeah, I mean, I think what Coach Beheim means to, to me, my family, and, and obviously all the people in Syracuse just, it's self-explanatory, right? I, I was able to play for him in, in a time where they just came off a Sweet 16 run, so we were, we were looking to do the same exact thing. And for him to be able to keep that level of dominance for that long, um, I think a lot of people also forget that we were in – 90% of those games last year, and Coach Beheim coached a great game in a lot of those games, right? I mean, people see the final results, but to be able to go up against the, the level of talent that the ACC has, the coaching, um, and be doing that at a high level for that long is, is impressive, right? I mean, other colleges and other coaches around the country always always are recruiting against Coach Beheim, always going to retire this year, he's going to retire that, that year. So for him to be able to get the level of talent that, he, that he's been able to get, um, for him to be able to keep this, this thing going, to be, to be in – 
I don't know the exact stat, but I think it was like six Sweet Sixteens in the past thirteen or fifteen years. Like to be able to have that, um, very very special, and obviously one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time, um, one of the most influential people in my life, and uh, just super super thankful. Like like I keep on saying for for Coach Bayheim and, and and what he's done for not only me but everyone in Syracuse, all the all the basketball players, and he said he's changed a lot of people's lives too. I mean. The, I think I saw a stat that every single one of his teams had a, had a, had an NBA player on it. So that, that's a lot of NBA guys, Brent. Cole, speaking of which, uh, we love seeing what you're doing. You had that uh, great day recently where you played both in the G League and in the NBA. We've seen you with both Lakers teams, and we love seeing what you're doing at that pro level. And you and Buddy and everybody in the G League now and uh, following that, and we wish you continued uh, luck and success on that. We'll catch up down the road and uh, focus a bit more on what you're doing, and, and we love seeing it. But uh, we appreciate your time and your perspective on offering your thoughts on Coach Beheim today. And no doubt, man. Obviously, Syracuse for life, and uh, just just th- thankful for Coach Beheim and, and, and my relationship with Syracuse. Thank you, Cole. We appreciate you uh, joining us and, and talking about that, and continued luck and success to you, my friend. That's uh, Cole Swider. I loved that. I loved that, and shout out to Jordan for uh, lining that up and, and working that in a short period of time because we heard from Jim Beheim's first recruit, Roosevelt Bowie, right up until a player who was recently here in Cole Swider. And of course we'll hear from the current players because when the current players talked after the game today, they weren't even aware that Jim was retired. It sounded like he had retired, right? And Mike and Donna and the reporters that were there kind of got some thoughts on all this, right? But certainly they didn't feel the weight of it because it wasn't even official after the game. That word came down about 5 p.m. today. So we'll hear from the current players and what their plans will be going forward in the kind of immediate here. But the fact that we have arrived at the moment where Jim Beheim is no longer the head coach at Syracuse University, even listening to these players, even trying to formulate the words, seeing the press release, knowing that the end was certainly discussed and talked about, some people even called for, at 4 o'clock when I came on the air, I said, you know what, if Jim Beheim can't make a decision about this, then Syracuse University is going to have to make it for him, and I think the time had come, and they did it, and Adrian Autry will take over as head coach. Some people will uh, speculate on that. Maybe they should have zoomed out a little bit and gone outside the family, but whether you agree or disagree with that, I think you can hear the appreciation from the players that they did stay in the family, and Adrian Red Autry is going to be the man to take over. Programming note, stay here on QSportsTalk.com because Newhouse at Night is coming up next. And what an opportunity for uh, Newhouse at Night to jump in on uh, the biggest story they'll ever talk about at Syracuse. So if you're on QSportsTalk.com, stay right here. They're going to continue to react to this and discuss this story and uh, your reaction in the chat as well. ACC tournament basketball is coming up on the radio side. Uh, But rest assured, friends, we will be back tomorrow with full coverage, Orange Nation, 315, this show. People will be discussing it through the night. Plenty will be uh, said and written on Syracuse.com and other places, of course. So uh, the conversation on this is just beginning. But the Jim Beheim era we know has ended. After 47 years and a Hall of Fame career, national champion, Olympic gold medalist, and somebody who meant more to Syracuse basketball than anyone. Jim Beheim has retired. That's it for me tonight. 
Newhouse at night will continue on QSportsTalk.com. ACC tournament coming up next on the radio.